I just don't understand. It's one thing if it's one more gummy, but it's not the same as having a kid, you know? No, uh, having a child is debatably more of a commitment than getting high for one night. I think you can say that it is. Debatably. Debatably. <laughs> Science shows. Hello, welcome back. We are not for everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one cream and one cheese. I'm the cream. <laughs> I guess I'm the cheese. You're the cheese today. I got that because Caroline, when I call her, like one of the things that I brace myself for in a positive way is how she's going to greet me on the phone. And the last couple weeks, it's been cheese and cream related <laughs> So I thought I'd just bring it here. We're we're a, we're a cream and a cheese, a hater yeah, and a lover. That's the energy you've been bringing. It's a very creamy one. It's not premeditated. <laughs> I don't even think I didn't even think about the fact there are different, I guess different food related substances that I like to greet people with, but you've been bringing a very creamy energy and I'm just <laughs> I'm just holding up a mirror. That's all I'm doing. Wow, maybe that's the energy I was bringing to those all those sex that I was getting back in the day. It was just oh, a yeah. creamy energy. <laughs> Talk about a cream cheese, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a real brie. Oh, that's a real brie. Oh, she's a real brie. brie. My croissant. What was that old video we used to, the Bonquiqui Mad TV um, sketch that was so popular when we were in high school? I vaguely remember it, but I feel like I couldn't tell you. There was something memory. about brie. My little croissant was one of the lines, and then mm-hmm. it was the one that's like, can I get your number? That was, like, the big takeaway from that sketch. Mad TV. Good times. Yeah, wow. I feel like I remember people being into that sketch, but I don't actually know if I ever saw it. Just the quotes sound familiar to me. Wow. That would really surprise me. I'll send it to you after this. Okay. Um, how's your day going? Did you just put on lipstick? Mm-hmm. You're just really, like, doing it up today. It's a gloss. It's a gloss. Okay. All right. It looks great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm tired of watching my mouth disappear in these videos. (laughs) I'm fucking over it. I be here having a mouth. Like, what the fuck? You know, sometimes, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, theoretically, sometimes you're like, okay, cool. But then you never look like that in any other situation. Oh, yeah. What is that? What are the physics of mirrors that like, I don't even know. It doesn't even matter because recently I've been in one of those periods of just feeling so ugly, which I feel like people are going to get annoyed at me for saying, and they're going to be like, no, you look cute, which I appreciate the sentiment. But the point is that like, if beauty is a feeling, ugly is a feeling. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just fucking have an ugly feeling and I yeah. like, can't handle, I can't handle what is in the mirror. And I'm like, has it always been thus? And I'm just, I've just been having, I've been, I've been PMSing. I've been having a real rude feeling about me. And I've been mad at the mirror. It's kind of one of those weeks. And I'm trying to really get over that energy. But that's also like, that's also the truth of me right now. Thank you for sharing your truth. I mean, it's the most relatable truth. I feel like we all go through those periods. And it's tough because you, on one hand, it's like, okay, how are you doing? I want to be honest. I want to tell my friend, you know what? I'm having one of those weeks where I feel gross. I feel ugly. I don't want to look at myself. Bad self-esteem, whatever. But then... I don't know. You don't want to come across as like compliment seeking and trust me, I'm never compliment seeking. (laughs) Which which I know that you're not and you already just you just told us that. But it is one of those things where it's like it's hard to talk about because what's anybody really gonna say? On one hand, if they give you a compliment, it feels like, okay, thanks, but that doesn't help the problem I'm having right now. And then on the flip side, if they don't give you a compliment, it's like, So you agree? You think I'm ugly this week? Like So you think I'm really ugly. I know, but I know the feeling I've been feeling, I've been feeling a little bit blah in my body, like my pants are fitting differently. And I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm too busy to have to go for a walk every day and make my pants fit again. You know, like it's just, can we not right now? I don't have the time to be feeling my pants. Totally. It's like, I feel like when I, I feel like saying those things, there's actually a greed to it. It feels greedy. It's like, what I have is not enough. What yeah. were the good things in my life? You know, it's it's just a focus on the negative. But the value, I guess, to me is, you know, sometimes by saying it, you can kind of get it out of your system a little bit. 
I feel like yeah. I've just been sitting in a dark room like editing for days and not really talking to anyone and so it is nice to expel it I'm like doing a self-exorcism maybe I hope it's not hopefully you get it out of your system but there's also something to saying it and then you're like wow what a what kind of dumb thing you just said okay do you want to have real conversation now yeah that's actually a huge point that you just made I read this book that I've referenced a million fucking times it's the only book I've ever read Sterino body talk and one of the big principles in the book is about like the amount of time and energy that we spend on criticizing ourselves if you just let it out then maybe you can release you release it from the chamber of your brain where it's just bouncing around over and over again and like Maybe sometimes letting it out just means it's not going to bounce around in there anymore and then you can just move on with your day. That's the whole thing in her book is like just move on with your day. Think about the amount of time that you spend thinking about your body, thinking about how you look, worrying about this, that, the other that you could be putting towards other things. And even if those things are doing nothing you know so yeah for most negativity I feel like the way out is through. I've, I've never aligned with affirmation stuff that just feels like. Yeah, I don't understand how affirmations are different from gaslighting. It's like you're mm-hmm. denying it's you're denying your experience. You're denying your experience to yourself, like the greatest betrayal of all. Yeah. So I really don't understand that. I don't understand how it's healthy or constructive. To me, it feels much more constructive to be like, yeah, I actually feel like trash or this is really disappointing to me. And also now we can move on to the next thing. Or I, I've gotten really into my younger sister recommended an app to me. I think it's called Thought Diary, maybe. And it's basically cognitive behavioral therapy in an app in a light way where you can have exercises. If I'm really in a dark hole, it will, you kind of like expel all your catastrophizing, extreme, uber negative, all or nothing type thoughts. And it walks you through questions to kind of pull them apart and be like, Mm. okay, what's proving that that thought is true? What might be another explanation for the situation? What is a different way of putting this? Um, What are some other sides to the story? And it's really... That's an amazing tool. I mean, it really helps. Um, I think it's called Thought Thought Diary. Yeah. Uh, I think I paid for it, but it's like... If it works, it works. Yeah. Like paying for your peace of mind is something that's pretty worthwhile to pay for um yeah I feel like something that works really well for me I like that that prompts you with like additional questions to pick it oh yeah it's a whole exercise it's cool yeah that's really cool um but I just simply write out negative thoughts or things that are bothering me in my notes on my phone like or if somebody did something that bothered me and I need to I'm kind of like stewing on it just putting those thoughts down on a note on my phone. I'm not a like notebook diary person, but just typing it like it's a text to my friend, but not actually sending it, just putting it in my notes um, is something that's really accessible and easy for me to do. And I just like get it all out there. And then once it's on, once it's out, I'm kind of over it. Like I'm kind of like, okay, either this helped me figure out like the parts of this that I do maybe want to communicate to somebody or the person that was bothering me or whatever, or Maybe I just did that and now I realize it's actually not as big of a deal as I was feeling just because I let it out and it's done. And so I can walk away from it too. So there's something to be said for all of those. Just getting it out of your head because you could spin on it for so long if you let yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's so funny. Just writing it down. Writing it down, baby. Anyway, how are you? How are you, Jay? I'm good. Um... Let's see what's going on. Well, we were just talking about pants and how I feel like I'm not fitting in my pants the way that I was like two months ago. And that's fine. That's not even really what I want to talk about. But it did remind me of another thought that I had a couple days ago. (laughs) I don't know if this is interesting. It's not. It's a quick thought. Whoa, you so quickly decided it was not. You were like, is this interesting? Reflect. It's not. (laughs) I don't think it's interesting. It it was interesting to me for the second that it popped into my head. And okay. It will be interesting for a second and then yeah. we'll move on. Put it on the uh, pod. I just feel like, why do? how do people sleep in pants? Oh, so I this say. is the who, backstory. Na- who sleeps in pants? Okay, thank you. I don't sleep in pants, but 
there's all these pajama sets that I get Instagram ads for that are like pants and a top. And I'm like, who is sleeping in that? And then the next thing is, okay, maybe they're not sleeping in it, but they put it on when they wake up to like go about their apartment and make their coffee and stuff. I feel like I buy those things over and over again and I don't ever wear them. I'm so drawn to them when I see the, the ad and I'm like, oh yeah, pajama set to walk around my apartment in and then doesn't exist why doesn't exist no it's 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 a romanticizing of a moment of life that doesn't even exist I agree I don't I don't buy them don't (laughs) give them to me it doesn't exist maybe I'll wear a matching pajama set on Christmas day but it's not going to be one I bought because right sounds like a waste of money well, for me, it's very specifically pants sets because I actually mm. love a matching pajama set that is shorts and a top. You'll sleep I in still it. won't. I still won't sleep in it in my own home. But if I'm like <laughs> on a trip, on a family vacation, on a girl's vacation, something, I will yeah. bring that. Okay. It's always shorts, though. I don't understand pants in bed. Um, yeah, but I sleep in a t-shirt. Like I'm it's... just. Because it's too much material and it's too much. Maybe I need my ankles to be free. I don't know what it is. Now for a nap, it's different. For a nap, you could be wearing the clothes you were wearing during the day. You could be wearing sweats. I will wear pants during a nap. And then I saw this like meme one time making fun of it where you wake up from a nap that you were wearing sweatpants in and the sweatpants like uh, kind of like scrunch up your bunch your, up. up to your knee yeah and you wake up looking like you're wearing like pantaloons like bloomers <laughs> or something um so pants for a nap are different I don't know I just feel like pants during a night sleep I would like to meet someone that does that it makes no sense to me well I guess I don't actually believe that people do I know it's a product that's sold but like truly Truly who? Um, I sleep completely I'll just sleep in underwear. Like no shirt. I don't know. I've been getting real hot at night and um I'm comforted by the feeling of my own skin for whatever reason. Oh, like a mother like skin to skin, a mother and a child, but just you and you. <laughs> that is horrifying, but I guess it's what is my case. Yeah. <laughs> the purest you've ever been. Yeah, reborn. That's all. That that was the topic. <laughs> yeah, I have no answers for you. I wonder if someone actually does wear pants to sleep. That's funny. As soon as you said it, I was just picturing like someone in their khakis in bed <laughs> at night. And I was like, Jessica, that doesn't happen. I have a question for you. Yeah. M- my friend asked me this the other day, and I thought it was such a good question. But like if you had whatever money you're making from your job right now, and you had that same amount of money, not millions and millions and millions, unless that's what you're making, um, but that same amount of money, but you didn't have to work. And it was like guaranteed that that would be coming in. What would you do? What would you fill your life with? Yeah, I think about this a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, I would be doing this podcast <laughs> even more fully. Like I would still be doing this. That would be the dream. I feel like the amount that I make from my day job is – it's the right amount for me. Like it, it's an amount that I could be happy with for a long time. Um, granted, I'm I'm unmarried. I don't have kids. Like I don't have expenses to worry about that are not my own. But yeah, I could be happy with that amount of money for a long time. So I would like so f- much more fully give myself to this. I would start doing stand up again. Um, that's all stuff that like could make money but I wouldn't be doing it for the purpose of making money it would actually probably free me up a lot more to just like I don't know try everything and not feel the pressure to make it revenue generating or income generating so yeah I would do a lot of these things what else would I do um I would also just like chill like can we just chill I would just like nap or go for walks Mm -hmm. I would do what I did (laughs) yeah go for walks so I can fit in those bedtime pants again like (laughs) I I don't know I would just I I feel like all I want are simple things um what's your answer I feel like it's like outlandish and great outlandish (laughs) yeah no she asked me this question which is like it's funny because it's it's not a mind-blowing question but in some way the framing of it really caught me off guard and it really stumped me for a moment and I was like I 
sort of similar to you. I was like, I think I would keep making videos. I certainly wouldn't make as many. Yeah. I would make like a few videos a year because I love doing it, but it takes a lot of work and it's, it's cuckoo sometimes. I would still make some videos because it's what I like to do and how I like to express myself. I don't think I'd be like traveling extra. I don't like crave that. I was like, what? I would have a kid. Mm. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not not having a child because I'm not with somebody. I would do it alone. Not that that's easy. It would be very difficult and so worth it to me. I The only reason I'm not doing it is because I don't time. have the time to do it well um, or, like, do it well without you know the additional unnecessary level of stress that would bring on something that's already difficult um that's like the that's like it wow that's so interesting so okay can I double click into this a little bit because we haven't talked about this topic like in a deep sense on the podcast yet and it's one that I think a few people have written us about and something I think about a lot because that Correct me if I'm wrong, but that just tells me that that's, like, such an important thing to you and such oh, an yeah. important, like, goal. Um, and I'm curious, like, how long have you known that Forever. about yourself? Forever. Okay. Yeah, since I was, like, a Can kid. Can you describe that feeling? Um, like, how did that feel when you were a kid? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess when I was a kid, I just always knew, which I don't think this is that notable I think lots of especially young girls just grow up with dolls they grow up with the idea of babies they like taking care of stuff even if they later grow out of that idea so I don't think that's so notable but I just never grew out of it um was always drawn to taking care of kids did do it a lot yeah and and I don't know by I feel like by my teens I just had this feeling that like and this is how I feel that I won't be myself until, not that there's a self, but I won't be myself until I'm a parent. That truly, like, that's the only thing that would be a waste of my life if I, like, died without doing. It feels like I, a, a very important part of getting to, like, meet myself and, like, fulfill. I mean, there's no point to life, but um, if there was something to fulfill, to me it's like in there that's the thing like marriage eh, I'd like to get married but I can give that up but like kids I won't be giving that up at all yeah Yeah. that's the feeling for me that's so interesting I I don't think it's yeah I don't think it's uncommon but it's so different than how I have felt that I'm like that's why I wanted to ask more about it because I want to understand like what is this thing that some people seem to very clearly feel and like have felt for a long time because it's not something that I have felt but I really like that you've also been able to make the distinction of like I don't necessarily need to do it in marriage or with a partner like would I like that yes but what's the prioritization it's not that piece um I, I think probably a lot of people like don't take the extra step to think about that maybe only recently has it become kind of more um socially acceptable and understood that that is even an option that you know women and and men for that matter are having kids on their own um so anyway I think that that's fascinating I also really like I'm really inspired to see the fact that more and more people especially more and more women share that they don't that they feel more confident or they say feeling more confident in the fact that they don't need to have kids in order to have a fulfilled life. That makes me genuinely excited to see because like a lot of people probably shouldn't have had kids. Oh, yes. But it was just never even considered as um, an option. It was just like the thing you do. And there's so, I really, I mean, I know. It's not even a belief. It's it's a fact that there's so many other ways to have a fulfilled yeah. life. Yeah, I think... I agree with what you're saying. I I think that's kind of where I come from with my questioning whether I want to have kids. And I mean, like today, sitting here right now, I lean towards I don't want kids. But I'm also the type of person that is a very like lean towards is an important part of that sentence. Like, yeah, I'm never saying never. 
that's not how I live my life. So I'm open to the idea that that might change over time. But I do think like it is such a major life-changing decision in every single way that part of me, part of the reason that I feel the way that I do is because I'm like, if I've not felt this call to it, then why would I change my entire life for it? Like, it's such a huge decision to make. It's bringing another life into this world. It's a commitment that you have for the rest of time. I think it's a beautiful thing for those that really feel called to that. But if I don't feel called to it, then what's my what's, Why are, what game am I playing? Like even, what, what's yeah, even the fact the even the fact that you confidently can say I have not felt called to it. That's not a debate. That's not something someone can weigh in on. That's a fact of your feelings of the past up until this point, and you are still being like, okay, but let's look at it closer. Like, what other thing in life do we apply that to? That is like right. I know I have no interest here, and people will weigh in and be like, okay, but really think about it. Is sometimes it's kind of the way I. <laughs> feel about like when um eh, I have a lot of friends who smoke pot like I think most people do smoke weed smoking pot makes you sound like a fucking 80 year old um pot yeah pot (laughs) marijuana marijuana uh (laughs) but I have no problem with weed I've just smoked it plenty enough to know that it only makes me anxious doesn't it's not an enjoyable time yeah and people are like well you gotta smoke it more you gotta really try at it you gotta get used to it oh I my god like, why would i work at this thing i'm not interested in like i'm prepared i'm prepared to commit myself to things i don't think i need to commit myself to this one they're like well, well just work at it more it's kind of i feel like it's the same thing it's like what if i'm just not interested in that why totally why does totally. anyone have an opinion about making you think harder about whether you should have kids like even the fact that you've internalized that you need to like well I know I don't want to or I know I'm not interested but let's look harder what the fuck mm-hmm. is that it's crazy I, I love the I love the weed example because that's even something I've done that to myself too I'm the same as you I've smoked weed enough to know that like I can maybe get why other people like it. No judgment if you're into it. So many of my friends are, you know, like I wish I enjoy liked gummies I wish and whatever. I, I kind of wish I did I can't too. Hang. I know I can't hang. They describe the feeling, and I'm like, that sounds no. amazing. Let me tell but you, what I happens. get paranoid. No, I yes. get anxious. I forget I get how like, to swallow. I forgot how to swallow one time. <laughs> I like ch- I, I choked essentially on a box of Cheerios. I forgot how to swallow. Like. I'll, you know, it's everyone hates me and I, I yeah, it's not good. It's, it's not, not good. And and I don't know why that's something. And whenever I express that to people and I kind of arrived at a point like maybe last year or so <laughs> where I was like, you know what? I think I've done this enough and figured out that it's like probably not for me. And so I started to express that because I was like, I think I've clarified it within myself. So I'm going to start to express that now when people kind of offer it and they can keep doing what they're doing. And people are like, oh, well, have you tried this type or have you done gummies or smoking? It's like, why? I already decided that I don't really want. I'm not. It's good. It's fine. Like I'm I have other outlets. I I have other things. I wasn't. I wasn't asking. Yeah, I wasn't asking for you to like solve this problem for me. And it also reminds me of the conversation we had way back when about um, porn and how I was like, I don't really watch porn, but it's something you were like, You're what a weird to thing work to at, force yourself. To yeah, work something at. I'm trying to work at. You were like, what a weird thing to put pressure on yourself about all of these things. It's like, I, I totally agree. It's such a good comparison. Um, but there is this like societal. I just compared, por- I think I just with compared kids babies to smoke uh, to, to weed. weed. I think I compared <laughs> babies to weed. OK, just moving on. Well, think about if weed was like. If anything else that you compared it to was this level of commitment, that's what I keep going back to. It's like, it's the biggest thing you could do. So if you don't want to do it, why would you say, I'm going to do it just because everybody else does, or I'm going to do it because like, maybe I'm wrong about my feeling that I don't want to or something for the, for one of the things that's like the biggest thing you could decide to do. I just don't understand. It's one thing if it's one more gummy, but it's not the same as having a kid, you know? No, uh, having a child is debatably more of a commitment than getting high for one night. I think you can say that it is. Debatably. Debatably. Science shows. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because people, yeah, if, if people could chime in on this conversation, which thank God they can't. Um, they'd be like, well, I didn't think I wanted to have a kid, but then I, it ended up being the best thing that happened to me. Congratulations I'm to happy you. for you. Like, I'm someone who wants to have children, and I can say, but the fuck out of other people's lives. Just this continuous projection of your narrative and your experience onto someone else's 
Why the fuck does it matter? Why but do you know, why do you need to watch me push a person out of my vagina? Why is that what you need? <laughs> Tell me why, why that's do what you need. need why do you need that? The other thing though, that? I think there's a couple factors that make it even more complicating though. So first first off is the timeline that we've talked about because there is this thing of like if I decide today that I don't want to have kids, but then in three years I change my mind, but by that point my eggs are shit or something, five years, seven years, however long, there's a closing window on me being able to like safely make this decision and that's something that complicates it for people. Now, for me personally, I have also had a feeling that like if I do in the future want kids, I don't feel that I need them to be um, my own egg. And so I would adopt, for example. So like that's something that I know I've felt for a long time I would be open to. I also have felt it's weird because I've felt like I would adopt and I've also felt like I don't want kids. So yeah, I think that I don't want kids trumps it. But like if down the road I changed my mind about that, I know that that's an option that I personally am open to. So it helps me not be impacted as much by the closing window and the closing timeline. But for people who don't feel that way, I can see why it's a pressure it's a time pressured decision. I think oh, that's part of it. Yeah, I'm not. And then the I'm, other part, I'm. I just mean to say, I'm not trivializing belaboring the decision because you right. can. It's incredibly. It's just a burden that men don't have to figure out with the timelines and everything. It's incredibly. Listen, I'm a 31 year old female. Like all of my friends are either freezing their eggs or getting married or having kids, or terrified that they're not. Like, this is basically the only thing I know, like, most of my friends are talking about. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not trivializing the stress totally. at all. But if you have clarity that you don't want something, everyone better back the fuck off. I know. Well, yes, it should ultimately not be on anyone else. But then the, the other place where outside opinions weigh into it is family and parents. Back the parents fuck off. Parents who want to be grandparents, back you know? Back the fuck off. I have Which no tolerance. I, agree. I have no tolerance for it. I agree with you on paper, but it is so much harder in practice. I mean, I have not really like had a full conversation with my parents about the fact that I feel this way. I tried to bring it up to my mom once and she was kind of like, uh, you might change your mind. And I was like, oh, that okay. is that I'm gonna say, <laughs> love your mom. That's about the rudest thing you can say. It's as insulting as being like, you're gay, you might change your mind. How about I, I know. fucking know what my feelings are? How about I get to live my own experience? What but do you know who else said the same thing to me? My therapist. My therapist, when I talked to her about this, maybe said, she's not a good therapist. And we love Jess. her. No. And we love Barbara. She here. can also be and flawed. And we love my mom here. You can also be flawed. We love both of these people. However, I'm pissed. I can very clearly look at them telling me this and I have enough like assuredness in myself to be like, they say this, but I still know what I feel. But I can understand the reason I'm like sharing so much about this is because I, for anyone that's listening that like is struggling with this kind of decision, it is so difficult to separate your certainty in your own mind from oh but my mom kind of said maybe I'll change my mind and I guess you try don't I can't read the future so maybe I will my therapist kind of said maybe I'll change my mind I I guess I can't read into the future both of them women who have described to me that they never really had the feeling that you had of like wanting a kid all their life but then once they got to their 30s my therapist didn't have kids till she was 40. Something flipped and like she wanted them all of a sudden. What's just, what's the value of that statement? Because that is the statement given to any woman who says she doesn't want a kid. It I is know. the line, it's the party line. What the fuck is the value of it? I'm I'm still mad. Like what is the value? Just you, um, you love podcasting, yeah? Yeah. Well, you might change your mind. <laughs> you might change yeah. your mind. And guess what? You actually might change your mind. I actually what might. What is the fucking point of me saying that though what is the point of me telling per trying to predict what the future of your life is like what is the fucking point how about I know. i'm allowed to privately think cool that's where you are right now even if that's a private thought what is the fucking point of that people worry about us and they want us to have optionality And I can understand that. And I I think I've shared this before about my therapist. Like, we are past the point of therapist-patient She's as invested in your kids as As your mom, mom. maybe. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) And so that's been 
that's something where I'm like, okay, I guess I'm probably not going to talk to her about this anymore. Like, oh shit, I until it comes up again, and then and you know, and that's how the walls get built up, and that's how somebody who's like kind of wading through this huge decision no longer will consult wants input on it it. yeah yeah if if the only answer is that like I know something you don't know and however you feel is irrelevant that's the other thing I know something you don't know like okay so can if you really know something I don't know which they don't because they haven't lived your life you're a different totally but I'm also the first person to be like tell me more I I that's why I'm the person the type of person that says never say never because I'm like Maybe I'll get new information or maybe new feelings will come to me. Like I'm the first person to say that about anything in my life. So if you really feel like you know something I don't know, either A, share it with me in more words than just like you might change your mind. Give me give me evidence. Give me information. Give me more to back that up. Or two or B, A, B, one, two, whatever. <laughs> um let me come to that in my own time. Like, I will come to it when I am supposed to, yeah, if they, I am supposed they to. they can still be correct. But it is so hard. It is so hard for, like, family, parents, a therapist who feels like your second mom or your grandma or something. Like, it Oof. is it is hard. And I have to, yeah, uh, it is a very difficult um, thing to navigate is all. And I know that you yeah. know that. But I'm, again, I'm, like, voicing it. I've never really talked about this in, like, a public forum but I've wanted to um I just want people to know like I get all the intricacies because I'm in them (laughs) yeah that makes sense I appreciate your sharing that it's um that would be quite a weight and you love these people so I mean I I do get like like I I get it and I guess I probably don't worry about that because I'm like oh of course I'll have kids and I even worry about like oh my parents want grandkids and they're gonna have to wait a while because these kids aren't popping out anytime soon and that makes me feel bad let alone if I were to say you never get grandkids but just what's crazier to me is asking someone who doesn't want to be a parent to be a parent as a gift to you that's crazy to me oh yeah and like think about the people the parents you know who I know I know some parents very very well parents who said every day how much they didn't want to be a parent while their kids were raised and how much they hated their kids and how much they wanted to run away (laughs) and how much they hated their life. Uh, People said it to me a lot. So think about making that person have kids who doesn't want to have kids because it's a favor to you. That makes my blood boil. That makes me angry and it happens. It happens pretty much every day for all of history until now it's like starting to change. Right. So I I get upset about it. It's just like, what a what a wild thing, you know? Yeah. Sorry for screaming at you about not wanting you to be forced to have kids. I don't know why it upsets me so much. And I'm like, like as I said, I feel like I'm in that category of people who once, like I said, my life will not be worthwhile until I'm a parent. To me, yeah. is my feeling. And still I know, like, it just makes me upset that people would be forced to do something they don't want to do. Or not forced, but, you know, like, pressured. pressured. It makes me so upset. Um, I think it's really awesome that you are one of – the people that really passionately wants kids and you can also get that passionately upset about the situation that I might find myself in Mm. because I think it's – I don't always get met with that level of like, no, you should be able to make – No, I mean, yes, but I – it is appreciated. You don't need to apologize for it. It is like felt deep in my soul when others who – I want to protect you. Kooky. Thank you. Kooky. When others who really feel strongly about wanting kids are trying to convince or you, or having them, and feel like, oh, in the at the end of the day, it was worth it. Yeah, are trying to convince me, or trying to say you should stay open. Or I know that everyone's coming from a good place, but they're also coming from a place that's theirs. You <laughs> they're know? coming from an autobiographical place. That's the only place any yeah. advice is ever coming from. It's like if you took like two people who lo- left their corporate career, or like two people who hated their corporate career. Some people work through that and they get to a place where they love it. Some people never work through it and it's and it's like a really tragic life. Like, yeah, different different stuff happens for different people depending on a very complicated package. Right. But the way that you're interested in my very clear feeling of wanting kids, I'm fascinated by your clarity um, on not. Is it like – it doesn't sound like it's just like an aversion to children. It sounds like Mm-mm. it's more just – 
not wanting that enough to make the sacrifice involved and, and wanting other things more. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I had I did not actually grow up with this feeling of like wanting to be a mom nurturing a baby. I mean, I played with dolls and did all the stuff, but like I wasn't I didn't really like make that connection to my future. And then even as I grew into my teen years, the things that I would dream about for myself were not like starting a family one day. They were career oriented. They were marriage related. Like I do want a partner to marry and like grow old with. But I just was never really finding myself dreaming about having kids and having a family in that traditional way. And the older I've gotten, the more... I've continued to feel that way. Like I thought, oh, well, I'm still, I'm only 16. Maybe those thoughts don't come. I'm only 22. Maybe those thoughts don't come. You know, and like as I got older, the thoughts still didn't come. They actually dissipated even if I, maybe I had a glimpse of them for a second because I was in a relationship when I was in my early 20s and that's kind of what every, you think that every relationship leads towards is getting married and starting a family. So at that time, I think I just assumed that'll probably happen but um the older I got the more it was just like why am I assuming that this will happen if I've literally never like dreamt of it or envisioned it there are other things in my life that I like I am a dreamer I yeah I envision things for myself I like want a lot of things in life and that's never been in the picture when I when I think about those things so that's just become clearer and clearer as I've gotten older Um, and then also the piece about challenging, yeah, like I don't want to do something just because it's assumed, um, something so big. And so, yeah, I think all of that has culminated in what you said, which is like, to me, I just, the, the risk and reward, like the cost benefit analysis for me is like so outweighed at this point. Um, yeah, if it was something that I like felt in me since I was young or, even that developed over time in me, I'm sure I wouldn't even be talking about it in the terms of a cost-benefit analysis. I would probably just be like, this is something I want, so I'm doing it. But Well, I actually think more people should. I think it's wise to do it that way because there is, like, it is very much financial. It is yeah. probably the greatest source of stress, also possibly the greatest source of joy in your life. But even for the people who love being parents, I would still say, like, there's probably no greater stress. Like, there's nothing probably no greater stress than like losing sleep over your child. It's a different kind of love, right? Like you should do a cost benefit analysis. And I think it's really cool to hear you talk about how you just like noted the way you were thinking about it and even how ingrained the expectation was in you. That phrase of like, oh, well, you'll change your mind later. Yeah, you you like agreed with that. You grew up. It's funny for people yeah. to say that to you. It's like you were already saying that to yourself. It's not a new thought to you. That's how that's deeply such a good point. that's how deeply ingrained it was. So for someone to say it to you now, you're like, no, I was open to that idea. Like I've I've been clinging to that too. That's what I was told. Right. But you're actually like paying attention to how you dream. That's such a good way of putting it. Yeah, I like hearing you describe that. Yeah, thank you. I think it probably looks different for everyone. I know that some people think about having kids and they're like, oh, I don't want to bring kids into this world, or oh, I don't want to bring kids into the world because I'm not um, steady emotionally enough or I'm worried that I'll fuck them up. Like I know that people have a ton of different reasons or some people don't just don't enjoy kids. Like it's none of those things for me. I think I just know that what my dreams have consisted of have always been for better or worse, very self-centered. Love it. Very like I want to achieve these things and I picture my life this way and I don't really – want to yeah make sacrifices that will take me away from getting there when they're not you know there are sacrifices that will need to be made but I I don't want to do them for like things that I don't really want that are so yeah heavy so important so big that's how I feel about getting dog you know how many times people tell me to get a dog bitch first of all I had a dog and I think a lot of people get a dog without thinking about the sacrifice and like adjustments you have to make I'm now very aware of it and I love dogs, love dogs, um, probably more than I like kids. I don't know if you've met kids, but they're just small people, and a lot of people suck. Like, it's not like all kids are great. It's such a weird thing to say, like, I love kids. Like, you should talk to some Have you dogs. met all of them? They're, yeah, have yeah. you met them? They <laughs> suck. But um, but I no dogs suck. All dogs are good dogs. 
And yet I know the cost and the sacrifice that you need to make in order to take care of one well. But if somebody was being like, well, there's dogs out there who need you. You have to get a dog. I'd be like, well, I want right. to like leave on the weekends. Like, fuck you. I, okay, it's selfish. Call me selfish. I don't really care. That's not, like, I got to choose what my life is. Yeah, I totally. I think about getting a dog all the time. I love dogs. All love dogs them. are good boys. Exactly what you said. But I had my friend's dog stay with me for three days, and I was like, I can't leave the house. Like, what's happening? I feel <laughs> So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Do your do your own thing. Mind your own damn business. Um, it gets me riled up, dude. It gets me riled yeah. up, obviously. But <laughs> I have a complaint. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Just follow the rage that you've been feeling into the next complaint, please. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I've been PMSing. I don't know if that's clear by now, but <laughs> <laughs> this happens. This happens. It happens every four weeks and four days. I become suddenly so, so annoyed at the world and so rude and I'm just like, man, has everyone been sucking this whole time? And then like four <laughs> days in, I'm like, oh, right. This happens every month. Um, it's it's pre, it's definitely PMS. Um, just get so down and whatever. But I w- went in my PMSing state, went to, everything about me is a fucking cliche, but I went to get some chocolate, okay? And I had this chocolate. Yeah, I have to. And went to get this chocolate. I don't know why this was in, I truly don't know why this was in my, pantry I didn't buy it someone gave it to me I would never buy this but it was like all natural like organic fair trade some fucking shit took a bite of it like I was giving it a chance took a bite of it and it was <laughs> I like took it out of the pantry took one piece put it in the pantry and then like walked down the hall as I bit into it and it was so offensive to me <laughs> it was so offensive to parody chocolate in this way that I like turned around walked back down the hall to get the package out of the pantry and read the ingredients I was like what the fuck did they put in this that they think this is chocolate I wrote them down I was so angry listen to this okay listen to this oh my god organic cacao unrefined coconut sugar no organic grass-fed milk why are you feeding the milk (laughs) organic coconut butter End of list. End of list. Furious. Not a single chocolate ingredient among it. On my period, all I wanted, all I wanted was a piece of chocolate. All I wanted a piece of what? Why are we doing this to chocolate? Like if I'm going to the chocolate, can't we do can't we do fair trade chocolate with actual chocolate in it? Does that exist? Why does it have to be all natural organic here? Well, I guess I don't know enough about fair trade to know. Like, is cocoa? in general not fair trade and that's why they would have cacao instead like i don't, I don't know. even know my answer you know is what? do you need to Are it's chocolate get a hershey's old? bar i'm if this is a fucking farce that i'm acting like everything i eat is fair trade i would say right. next to none of it is next to none of it is like i don't even think it should be legal to sell this this is illegal to me <laughs> i was so so angry and then Oh, and on the back, there's like the little like testament from the founders being like, we worked hard to make the best tasting chocolate. I was like, you guys did not taste you this. You failed. You didn't taste it. <laughs> the best tasting chocolate. What? Why didn't you just you wrap out a piece your of mission. coconut? Yeah, like that would have been fine. So upset. So it's offensive. I like how you said a parody of chocolate. That was a really good turn of phrase. I'm going to I'm going to use that. Um, Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I There's nothing else I can really say it's other than. Up. It's fucked up, and I'm sorry that you've been through <laughs> so much. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you gonna get new chocolate? Like, what's Ugh. the plan? There's some other. There's like a gallon-sized bag of Hershey's mini nuggets, but I've been demolishing that, and I was trying to mix it up, and uh, I was wrong. I was wrong to try to mix it up. So I've been instead. I've been suffering. If you're, if you want to know what suffering is, it's this. It's this face right here that it's I'm looking this. at. You, you, this well-lit face with lipstick on it. She's suffering. <laughs> I have a question. I'll allow it. Am I allowed to love zoos? I guess this is related to the fair trade kind of vibe of what we were just talking about. I feel like we're touching on a lot of heated stuff this episode. Yeah, this is like a little bit. 
I just I just want to know. I just want to know if I'm allowed. Like if You're- someone if you if if you literally told me right now, Jess. I know we all love animals, but you're not allowed to love zoos. I'd be like, okay, no. thank you for telling me clearly and directly. No one is being direct with me about Jess. this, and I want to know. Jess, you're asking the wrong person. You're asking the wrong <laughs> person. Do you think I give a fuck about what's allowed? Do you think I give a fuck about what's right. allowed? No. Right. Plenty right. of people out there for sure will tell you you're not allowed to love zoos. I find plenty of things upsetting about zoos. Have I also frequented zoos? I have. If you told me you liked a zoo, we would still send each other voice memos. Like, Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that's actually mainly what I needed to hear. I just really like zoos. Yeah, sounds like you like them. <laughs> I love elephants. I do. And I don't need to go on about that. I just needed to check that you it's look, okay. You look so downtrodden. It sounds like... I assume nobody likes animals in cages, but it sounds like you like being able to see these animals and that is kind of the only place you'll be seeing them. Well, exactly. And like, at least if they're going to be, they're going to be in the cages whether I go to that zoo or not. So at least if I go, I'm like paying them respect. I'm giving them positive company of my shining face. I mean, there's benefits that I can give to them if I visit them in the zoo (laughs) that they wouldn't otherwise have. No comment. If I didn't visit them and they're still going to be there. I just think I'm trying to make their lives better by going to the zoo. And that's what I can do for trapped and encaged animals. That's all I can do. You know what I'm obsessed with is those videos. You ever see those videos on like Instagram and TikTok that are like a a little toddler going up to the polar bear glass wall where you see the polar bear half underwater and half overwater. And the polar bear like for all intents and purposes seems to be trying to kill kill the toddler it's like swimming oh in the parents are like look at the polar bear and then the polar bear like rams into the glass at the toddler <gasps> and you're like oh my god i can't believe he didn't just eat that toddler there's so many of these videos i've not seen this i love them is this gonna make me love zoos more probably it's not combining probably not combining that i don't want kids and i love zoos. <laughs> actually yeah, eat that like, kid right up eat that, eat these kids. <laughs> too many kids i went to where was this i think i went to the what's what's the water zoo oh aquarium aquarium (laughs) (laughs) i went to the aquarium um in baltimore turns out i do smoke weed yeah in baltimore actually i was not smoking weed i was but i was on shrooms there like i'll do other stuff (laughs) that's a good place to be on shrooms that's a great idea (laughs) let me clarify I wasn't on shrooms there, but they hit me. We I took shrooms with my friends, and we were hoping to be on shrooms in the aquarium. Did the whole aquarium. The story I wanted to tell is that there was this one kid laying there licking. There was like one of those glass floors where you can walk over the floor and see fishes and stuff swimming beneath you. And there was just a kid like prostrated on the floor licking the glass. And we were like, wow, water zoos are crazy. And the water scene. The shrooms didn't hit the whole time we were in the aquarium until like till we got to the parking lot. We like went through the gift shop, landed in the parking lot, and then started tripping. And we we're like, fuck, now, now what do we do? Isn't that always how it works? Now we're in this Baltimore aquarium parking lot. <laughs> and tripping our shrooms. Baltimore is the place where I've had most of my drug related experiences really? because that's I went to college in Baltimore. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm glad that you got to have that there. That brings me to a good question, which is, do you, what's like, what's your worst story of a time you got high? Like the worst experience that you've had? Is it too traumatic to share? Choose the second one if it's too traumatic to share. Like what's. Are you looking for a funny story or are you looking for really the one where I asked to be taken to the ER? No, maybe funny. Okay. Whatever you think is better. I trust your judgment, but, like, go funny. The worst, the worst funny. Um, <laughs> this wasn't the worst. I don't know. Uh, there's, like, I feel like any time on drugs has a component that you're like, this is the worst, but. Right. Um, <laughs> when is it over? One of the most fun, weird times was I, also with my ex, I was at, like, uh, the pool my family belonged to. And we were there with my brother. We took maybe, I don't know what we were on, but we were hallucinating on something. And we were intending to stay at the pool and just like hang out at the pool all day. Pretty ideal. Well, first, first, <laughs> we ended up playing like sharks and minnows. We we started a game of sharks and minnows with all the children. 
Again, somehow <laughs> there's always children. There's always children involved. There's love, always children listen, and aquatic animals. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great around the kids. Um, no one was playing sharks and minnows, but I was like, we're gonna play, and I like recruited all the children in the pool, and we all played sharks and minnows together, and it was awesome. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Is that a bad story? No, that's a Is beautiful that bad? thing. I think it was fine. And then they shut down the pool, and there was like a swim meet, and we all of a sudden had to leave. And we ended up going home and had to have dinner, I think, with my parents. And I was kind of fine with it because I know how oblivious my parents were. But my my boyfriend was freaking out pretty hard. Mm, I would have been freaking out. I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I So on the flip side, I feel like all of my stories of this nature are so – so minor like i i just but to me they she's were a major. good girl she's a good girl yeah i've i've only smoked weed i've not done any other drugs besides the marijuana i yeah no need am curious no need i am curious about shrooms they come from the earth which is like important to me um <laughs> but i have not i have not partake yet um maybe with you one day oh my god on our retreat on our not for everyone weekend retreat yeah i think that that might be the time oh yeah um oh my god our company retreat our company (laughs) retreat just you me and then we're gonna fucking make abby fly in yeah but i will share some highlights so the first time i ever got high because you know how when you smoke weed the first few times you don't really get high because you're like not doing it right yeah you have to commit to it Right. So I wasn't really understanding how to like inhale it appropriately and whatever. But the first time I finally did and got high, I immediately started like had a coughing attack. And we were at the after party for my college acapella group. It was like we just had our big concert. We were at our after party. We started smoking. I had this coughing attack and I like ran from the balcony of this place into the house to go to the bathroom and like cough in private and while I ran there I like knocked over a trash can and I was like wailing like I have asthma this is terrible why did you let me do Do you have asthma do you have I do have asthma yeah it's like much I think I've maybe grown out of it or like it's just a lot milder now than it was when I was younger but I have a history of asthma um and I do have have a history of asthma (laughs) yeah and just wait how old were you you were like 20 or something I was like in college 19 yeah yeah baby. um and i ran and my friend angela followed me and i was like never let me do that again my asthma (laughs) it's just like that type of situation um and then over the years (laughs) over the years i don't know i i hung out with a lot of people that enjoyed smoking weed in college so i would be around it and like maybe participate half the time and i just started to hallucinate a lot on it even oh though it's God. weed like i would have weird hallucinations so <laughs> i don't know if it was laced with other stuff like i don't know where they were getting it from i don't, I don't think know that's i was possible, just trusting my friends right? with weed it sounds like there's something else in there maybe it, it really may have been laced and i don't know but i had several times where i hallucinated which is what prompted me to like not really participate anymore but there was this one time when I was coming back from a friend's house where we had been smoking. Actually, no, we weren't smoking. We made these edibles that I would not recommend anyone make, which were called firecrackers. And they were like, give us the recipe, um, a s'more. Yeah. Give us the recipe. It's basically a s'more, but you sprinkle weed into it. You don't make a weed oil. You don't do it. You just sprinkle the leaves into the s'more. What? And then you, you wrap it in a or like you chop up the leaves i don't know what the leaves look this like sounds amazing first of all raw I don't weed even like weed in and this sounds s'more. good <laughs> yeah it wasn't bad and then but you then bake you cook it, it. The i was oven. gonna say you don't just eat it okay <laughs> yeah you bake it in the oven and then you eat it but with something like this you don't know what the portions are every listener is gonna make that that sounds amazing <laughs> it was good it's probably my favorite way that i've ever consumed weed however I was high for like 24 hours and I hallucinated on my way home and thought I saw this guy that I had been like that I had hooked up with at college. But I still to this day can't tell you if I actually ran into him or if that was a hallucination. And wait, it was like you thought you saw him on the street or you thought you had a full encounter and conversation. I thought I saw him on the street and I thought we had a like encounter hello like conversation but i don't know if that happened actually it felt fake but it may have been real it sounds like you might have actually just been high maybe (laughs) 
And then the next day, my friend and I went to go see um, Flight with Denzel Washington. And it's about this pilot that, like, has a drug problem and he lands a plane and saves all these people. I think I've seen that. You know? So we went to see that, but we were still high from the night before. And we got to the theater late. And so we only got – we were only able to get seats in the front row of the theater. So we're, like – Still high, reeling from these firecrackers that we had the night before. I had this hallucination that wasn't a hallucination. And now I'm watching this terrifying movie about a plane crash three feet from away. the front row of the of the movie theater. So I've just had a lot of those types of yeah. high experiences, basically. Yeah. It's a spiritual experience. <laughs> it's spiritual. It really is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I try to participate these days in... I just have given up, I think. It's just not for me. Unless I want a nap, then maybe it is. Yeah. No reason to work at it. No reason to work at it. I will be, you won't like me high on weed. You won't like me. And I wish I could participate. I don't know. Something's in my chemistry. Cannot, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Okay. What else we got? Anything else? What we gonna do? Gonna bop around, boo? What we gonna do? Gonna bop around with you. I liked that. <laughs> I have a hack to share. Mm. A hack? Okay. Yeah. Hacks. I love that show. Is that a show? You would love it, yes. <laughs> it's, Where? It's hacks. It's on... Is it on HBO? Hold on. Hacks. This is like a TV new, show. a current thing? Yeah. it's There's two or three seasons out, maybe two. It's a comedy, like a dark comedy um oh it's, it's a scripted on, show it's on hbo yeah you would like it oh you would really like it. it's about this comedian who's like later in life this female comedian she's in her like 60s at this point still performing and she's having a hard time like kind of keeping her content fresh and then she hires this intern who's a comedy writer oh. to like help her but they have this really like toxic relationship of like um employer employee but also kind of like mother figure daughter figure it's so good i think you would like wait it. that sounds amazing oh that's fun. recommendation okay. of the week but go back to your hack that sounds very up my alley good call good call um okay so this is not that but <laughs> i'm literally writing it down hacks okay hbo okay okay mm-hmm. okay concentrate concentrate caroline uh i sweat through my feet a lot i'm not a really yeah, I'm not really a sweaty person otherwise, but I really sweat through my feet, especially actually when I'm cold. Hmm. And it makes the winter really painful because it means like I'm cold, so then I'm sweating and my to the point where like my socks are soaking wet oh all day gosh. and then I'm wearing soaking wet socks out into the winter. Maybe this is something people don't listen to, but it's too late. And <laughs> And then I'm like out wearing frozen, like wet socks in the winter, and to the point they where they freeze. <laughs> if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, they freeze. Uh, otherwise, they're just soggy. And so I would start like anytime I go out for more than two hours, I've always brought like extra socks in my bag to swap them out. But saw this on TikTok and it's changed my life. I am now putting sanitary pads in the bottom of my socks Stop. and my stockings, and my feet are dry all day. And the only part that's weird is if somebody takes off my stockings and then there's pads on my feet. But other than that, I'm killing it. I'm keeping CBS in business with the number of sanitary <laughs> pads I'm build- buying. They must be worried You're about me. You're keeping pads in business. I feel like so many people have moved on to Diva Cup or tampons or whatever else yeah. they use. So the pad industry thanks you, I bet. I'm loving the pads and they are in my shoes I don't know if anybody that's, else needs that tip, but it's like changed my that's life. That's a nice hack. It's changed my life. I I love when you offer these gifts to our listeners. Like I don't personally have this issue, but I'm sure we're gonna get messages from people that are like, I feel so seen. So I saw it on you. TikTok, and it, you know, like most things on TikTok, you're like, well, that's probably doesn't follow the laws of sense. But I tried it, and it really has been very good to me. Yeah. There's one thing I've been wanting to try from TikTok. That's like, it's so stupid. It's just taking a Ziploc bag. I can't wait. And cutting it down the middle. Okay. And somehow when you cut a Ziploc bag down the middle, where you cut it creates a new seam. So it's a smaller Ziploc bag. I don't understand. I don't understand. How could it not just be a broken Ziploc bag? 
I know, and I have not yet tried this, but I've seen so many videos of it what? that like I must believe it's true. I'll try it today. I've been meaning to try it for months. Please I've try just been it today. About it, <laughs> I cannot possibly fathom how this works, but I need to know I if know. it does. Same. Okay, I'll report back next week. Um, wow, this is going to be huge. Yeah, this is going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> Why read when you have TikTok? Why even read? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're, yeah, you're asking the wrong gal. Don't know. Don't, won't ever. Won't ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that I feel like we should do a check-in on Google search history. I was going to say that too. Bitch. <gasps> Love you. I haven't looked at mine. I haven't looked at mine, so it, it could be boring. I don't know. Same. Let's see. Oh, a lot of mine are from last week when we talked about our celebrity crush lists oh yeah i have a mine lot of is, dudes in here ugh, mine is actually so boring i'm gonna say it's all like work stuff i have this is the future liberals want because i was going to i was going to put that as a caption on an instagram story and i thought it'd That's be funny. really funny it was the it was the one of me like sitting testing out my own strobe lights at midnight and i was oh, like yeah but i was like but what if someone thinks that i'm what if someone I was I got really I, I got scared and I was like what if they actually think that I'm not saying it that as a you're... joke that I'm real conservative yeah. which is a silly thing because I have friends on all sides like ain't none of your fucking business but I am right pretty liberal so I pussied out and I didn't put that I understand I would have that same yeah loop in my brain but I think that's a fun like knowing you yeah knowing me I would think that that's hilarious yeah thank you I also have Colin Jost height Oh, how tall is he? Well, how tall do you think he is? I'm going to give him six feet. Yeah, that's what I thought. He is shorter. Really? Yeah, I was looking at pictures of him next to ScarJo, and I was like, there's not a big height difference. I think he's like 5'10", but he okay, seems taller. He seems taller. My boyfriend is 5'10", and I always, I think he seems taller, maybe because I'm 5'3", maybe. He is taller than you. Why. He's <laughs> a lot taller than yeah. me. So to me, like 5'10 and 6 feet are kind of the same thing. So I'll yeah. always be like, you're six, my 6 foot tall boyfriend, and he gets <laughs> mad because he's like, that's not, he's like, don't you think that he's, I would have had that on my hinge <laughs> if it was true? Like, it's just not true. <laughs> don't you think these numbers mean something, Jay? <laughs> not to me. I honestly am not really a height elitist. Are you? Um, unfortunately, I am attracted to height. I, I, it's superficial and it's one of the superficial things I'm attracted to. Much like how some people like to date pretty people, I guess. I, right. I that's my superficial. Thing. That's that. <laughs> they can hey, be, they can be tall and ugly them. though. They can be tall and ugly. <laughs> yeah I've done I that. feel I'm probably contradicting myself because I know I've talked about how I like larger men but I don't necessarily mean in height it's easy to be taller than me because I'm 5'3 so I really want people who just like have like bulk to them yeah a like, girth I, I can't a girth yeah so it's when I'm saying that it's more about like I'm not really into the thin like the skinny guy type um, it's the width, height. The width if of you it have all. enough width going, then it could it could work out for you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. This is a good one. Tell me. Um, speed bump sex position. Okay. Yes. Please go on. I watch. I've said this many times. I watch Love Island UK. It's my favorite show, and they do this thing where they play a bunch of games for people to like get to know each other and also to stir up drama because it's a dating show. And one of the games was like who knows your boo best and they asked what's his favorite sex position and one of them said his favorite sex position was speed bump can i can i I guess familiar can i guess what it is okay to me that the only thing that could be is that a guy assuming it's a guy and a, a girl yep a guy drags his the tip of his penis from you're lying on your stomach you're lying on your stomach face down and he drags the tip of his penis from the top of your heels up your leg and then over your butt. And that's Does does he ever insert or he's just dragging it? Nope, just it's hits, just like just a teasing foreplay motion. It's a speed bump along the way. I guess maybe maybe then you flip over I'm and obsessed. something happens. I'm obsessed. If it's not um, that, I'm just wondering what is it? You're not you're honestly not far off. The setup is the same. The woman is laying flat on her stomach and like 
completely flat. There's no bent knees and there's no like arching of the back. Like a board. She's planking. She's planking. She's planking. <laughs> and the the man is just like entering from behind. It's like doggy, but she's flat instead of like bent over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like what you said better. I'm <laughs> super curious about that one. Yeah. Let's name it. What, what, what should we name that one? Oh, the speed drag. Yeah, I was going to say it's drag and something. Drag and drop. I don't know. Maybe. Drag and drop. Ooh, I like drag and, drag drop. and drop. I love that. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, we talked. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. We talked. Oh, yeah, dude. This, this has, has been, been an episode. episode. Um, you've been listening to Not For Everyone. We are certainly not for everyone. And I think a bunch of people unsubscribed listening to me talk about my feelings about children and whatever else, weed. Who else did I offend? Um, you offend. You definitely offended weed. That's I think right up, weed, up at the top yeah. by calling it weed so many yeah. times. Anybody who <laughs> pot. Yeah. Anybody who hates sharks and minnows is probably pissed off now. <laughs> yeah, I think we've done a good job of making a, that community. A lot of enemies. The sharks and minnows community is up in arms. They're going to come out with a vengeance. I just can feel it. Yeah. Great game. It's a great game. It's so scary. It's so scary. If you want to keep up with more things that certainly don't matter uh, to waste time before you die, you can follow us on Instagram at notforeveryonepod. The number four is in there, not number four, everyone pod. Jess and I often like to carry out our private texting conversations over the Instagram <laughs> stories. I don't know if it's a good use of anybody's time, but it feels fine to me. And you can, it, it you feels can, great. To you me. can always mute me. It feels great. It feels therapeutic. I actually added a highlight. I was going to mention this to you. I added a story highlight. Nice. I added three story highlights. One of them is our episode summaries. One of them is like comments from listeners that we've posted to stories. And then the third one is FaceTime, kinda. And it's all the times that we've used our stories to just FaceTime each other. In public over extended hours <laughs> for a whole day about unimportant things. It feels great to me. Yeah, usually things we don't know nothing about. We learn. People share us information. Yeah. People share us information. Oh, is that what I'm I said? I'm going to attribute oh that God. to Jay Z DeBakey. You can find her on Instagram. Share her your information. <laughs> I'm the good sitter. This has been something we did, and you'll never get this time back. But we love you. That we do. Bye. Bye-bye. I have Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber, which I don't want to give any airtime to, but I was <laughs> I was actually just talking to my it. friend about it. Yeah. I don't know that I have a lot to say. I mean, I generally find the whole thing kind of annoying, but at the same time, I was interested enough to right. search for it and read like five different articles. <laughs> So I think it's stupid and annoying and I don't really care. And also apparently I care deeply. Yeah. <laughs>